When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, happy Friday, and thank you for joining us on this week's Tripe Supper. Uh, now, myself, Dominic Shaw, Jonathan Taylor, my fellow Gazette Borough writer to my right, and, and Chris Garbutt, uh, Borough season ticket holder and once a week haircut man. We, we were going to talk Sunderland straight away, but obviously today we've found out the news that Rudy Gestead has ruled out for the rest of the season with that fractured ankle, which is, John, a big blow for, for Tony Pulis. Yeah, big blow. Well, firstly, big blow for the player, isn't it? Because, I mean, he'd, he'd just about nailed down his, his starting place at Borough for the first time, and um, he's always kind of seemed like a little bit of a, a peripheral figure just dead ever since he kind of signed um, kind of well 12 months ago more than 12 months ago and with the style that he plays he's, I always think that he's a quite an easy target for if a player like him doesn't score goals if it goes on a bit of a barren run um, it's quite easy to attract criticism and I think he'd have to, to kind of face a fair amount of that um, in his Borough career but it seems that just when he starts to kind of get up and running and it's happened before hasn't it at the start of the season as well um, that an injury like this comes around the corner so the player will be gutted especially after scoring twice against Hull and I just say Tony Pulis um, because the entire system is built around having Agastead up front and, and now between now and May um, Pulis is going to have to find a plan B in pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, Chris, the, the, the selections made it absolutely clear that um, Gisted was Tony Pulis' first choice. Mm-hmm. But if, there were, if that was in doubt at all, he made it clear in his press conference when he said that, um, although we've struggled in that area of the pitch, Rudy, more than many others, looked like scoring. He's going to be a real miss. It's a big disappointment, blah, blah, blah. Um, which I guess is a little bit of consolation for Gisted in that he knows how highly the manager thinks of him. But mm-hmm. still, for Pulis especially, it, it, it it's going to require a big change, though, isn't it? As John yeah. said, a change of the entire system. Yeah, it's you know the, it's typical that it comes after probably Rudy's best display of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Pulis and Rudy will have been waiting for that to happen. Um, you know, he gets a bit of stick, obviously, for his goal returns, and that's how strikers are really judged. Um, but he, he is used as a bit of a battering ram at times, isn't he? Um, hold the ball up, back to goal, trying to get the you know the, the rest of the team into play. So. He gets his two goals and, and, and you know things start looking up and then obviously this this bad news comes today. Um, Borough look frighteningly short now up there um, with the departures of Fletcher and Braithwaite in the January transfer window. Um, but you have to put a spin on it and, and, and try and use it as you know is this now a springboard for for Brits on the longer to start to, to get his, his his season back on track? Um, I would imagine that he might start tomorrow. Although we've just mentioned that maybe Bamford. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does do tomorrow. Well, well, I was just saying, John, just quickly on Bamford, because um, we did a trade with Phil and Vic earlier this week, and a large bulk of it was dedicated to Patrick Bamford, where he plays, what's his role going forward. He's not going to get a chance up front. Well, will, will this be his chance? The kind of initial reaction is it is, well, this is a Sombolonga's chance, but. Bamford also be itching for a chance to play as a striker. He sees himself as a striker. He will never get a better chance to play number nine in a central position than now. Because clearly, 
Um, even in the press conference today, as you mentioned, there kind of seemed to be a little bit of a veiled dig at Asombolongo in, in Pulis saying that he wants um, people who bring the maximum, you know, put everything out on the pitch and do what essentially what he wants. And, and that seemed like he was, only gonna, he was only getting at one person. So Patrick Bamford's got a wonderful chance now. I mean, all he needs to do is keep his head down and keep doing what he's doing. I think that he does deserve a little bit of credit, Patrick, in the fact that he's been playing out on that, on that left-hand side, which clearly isn't his position. He's probably the... Um, he'll be the first to, well he'll be the first to admit he's probably the least worst option out there at the minute which is some indictment to, mm-hmm. to the likes of Marvin Johnson but um, yeah 2pm tomorrow you would not be surprised if Patrick Bamford started and then we've seen you know, in 2014-15 we see what he can do he's got wonderful mm-hmm. technique got lovely movement and he's a confidence player he above anyone really in that Borough team is a, a confidence player always has been um, if he can get a couple more goals like he did on Tuesday yeah. If he gets a chance, he, this is this is his moment, really. His goal on Tuesday, uh, that where he picked that ball up, the position of the pitch, and the way, the way that he, he managed to put himself in front of goal and finished it—that's what he's all about, isn't mm-hmm. it? Picking up the ball in, in, in that sort of eighteen-yard box area um, and, and going through it and, and, and finishing. I mean, he, he's got to be looking now at this and thinking: if I if I can't get in this Borough team up front now, then you know. When am I ever going to get a chance to? You'd still surely say, though, you know, Borough have looked short on goals. Mm-hmm. You'd still surely say, if Borough had to score the goals that they're going to have to score to go up, then your best chance is playing Britta Sombolongo up front. If, if, if you were now, mm-hmm. if you were building a championship team from scratch, do any, what, which strikers, how many strikers in the championship would you rather have than a Sombolongo? Very few, but uh, if you ask Tony Pulis that question, it'll yeah, be an interesting oh, yeah, answer. But no, I completely agree. I mean, Brit, if you looked early in the season under Gary Monk, he was he started every single game. And as a striker, I mean, you, you look at the strikers down the years that you know, that say as much. You know, that means a lot. Knowing that, yeah, I can go three or four games without uh, without a goal here, and I'm starting next mm. week, and and then confidence flows. I think Brit's strike rate under Monk was excellent, wasn't mm. it? Um, now he probably in mitigation he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. You know, when he when he when he starts the games, he expects to be hooked after about an hour. And then when he's not starting a game, he's given eight minutes like he was at, at Cardiff. So very difficult for a striker who has an idea that the manager may not fancy him. But yeah, I agree. I mean, Brit, Brit's the man. He's got the, the proven track record recently of the last couple of years. But 2pm tomorrow, I mean, it, it's a very toss, it's a toss of coin job, isn't it? I think what the, the, the style of play that, that Borough have been, and especially not, not Borough, Tony Pulis since he came has been, has been playing suited Rudy he can hold the ball up he's strong he's good in the air you know that, that's the sort of that, that's the way that Borough have set up to, to, to get the maximum out of what he can do so maybe Tony Pulis is going to have to change tact a little bit now you know look at the strikers that he's got available um, and, and start playing to Brit's strengths maybe a little bit if, if it is going to be Brit and um, what, are, what, are, what are those how, how do you get the best out of Brit um, well I, I think play the channels he can run the channels very well um, I think that he is a finisher he needs chances in the box. I mean, you know, Rudy doesn't really get many chances in the box in the way we've been playing, does he? It's all about sort of bringing the other players into play by holding it up. Um, so maybe getting more bodies forward and, and, and supporting Brit and, you know, putting the chances on a plate for him in the box. Because there's no doubt in, you know, when, when in the box, when the, when, the, when the chances fall at his feet, he has missed a lot of chances, but he puts them away as well, you know. Yeah, well, well on that, because obviously Pulis said that he thinks that, uh, I think his words were, although it's an area we've struggled, Rudy has looked most like scoring. Mm-hmm. Is that the case? 
I think that's probably the case. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, do you think I, Rudy's looked more of a goal threat than exactly, exactly, Longest? That's because he's had more. He's had more chances, I think, and equally the deliveries in the box they tend to be aerial. Yeah. I mean, they, under Pures, they get the ball out to whoever the winger is at the fullback, mm-hmm. and the cross goes in. And mm-hmm. so obviously, someone of Gusted's kind of. Um, attributes will, will be more likely to score than, than a Sombolonga in that um, but yeah no I, th- I think he's probably a, he's probably right in that assessment isn't he but, but Britt will say as you say I mean you, I think that Britt looks better on the counter attack and if you look at when Borough were very good under Monk you're probably looking at you know um, the, the likes of Hull and Redding you know when, when Borough scored early let them come on and, and then counter attacked but mm. Is Tony Pulis capable of setting Borough up as a counter-attacking team? Is the def- he'd probably say the defence is strong enough to cope with that. But, you know, he just like the long diagonal. You know what, if, there's, if there's one player in the squad that Tony Pulis did not want to get injured, it would probably be Rudy Castillo. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which, which, which takes us back to January. Um, the fear was, come the end of January, that you know, Borough were one injury, one problem. And, and you had this, mm. didn't you, when Rudy got sent off and you think, well, suddenly you're short for three games. Now it's looking like 13. Um, there's, there's the obvious regret. I mean, this was the risk <coughs> Pulis took, wasn't it, when he allowed Braithwaite and, and Fletcher to go before he brought mm. someone in? Yeah, well, look, I mean, if Alexander Mitrovic had, had landed at the Riverside, everyone would, you know, Gusted wouldn't be in the team anyway. But that's the worry is clearly that Borough identified that they needed another straighter in January um, and kept it relatively under wraps until kind of deadline day and when that Mitrovic stuff came out. But I'm just surprised that. Mitrovic, might, the deal might have fallen through very late on, but I'm a, I'm a little surprised there wasn't someone else waiting in the wings, almost mm. a plan B, because you look now, and, and I understand why they let Braithwaite go, albeit, you know, I, I agree with Bernie in his column, didn't he? He said that, look, players are unhappy all the time. Yeah, you can't, you know, if, a t- if anyone is outside the 11, they're not happy. You can't just let everyone go because they're not happy. Um, and, and Fletcher is another interesting one, isn't it? Because he... He probably would have got a sniff, Fletcher, I would have thought. He certainly would have been in and around the squad now. Well, you said you're going to ask Chris Coleman tomorrow <coughs> after the game as to whether there's a recall option yeah. for Borough yeah. because he suddenly might have a hope. You, you'd rather, Fletcher, you'd rather Fletcher would come back than Braith. Braithwaite clearly didn't want to be here. That's the difference. And, and Fletcher does want to, did want to be here but wasn't going to get a game. That's the difference. That's why I think yeah. that even if, if both had recall options, which they probably don't, you probably wouldn't have Braithwaite back, but Fletcher might be one that would be worth Just going back and emphasising my point there, though, even if Braithwaite and, and, and Fletcher were still at the club, alongside um, Bamford and Brits on the longer, the, the way Borough have been playing yeah. since Pewers came in, we are going to have to now change tack. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. those four or five strikers are not going to be able to play and do the job that Rudy does. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Ayala up front. Maybe yeah. Just yeah. just on a Sambalonga and how I mean now obviously this kind of question we've all, we can only go on what we've seen. We, we we're not on the training ground every day and at the minute obviously we're not we're not being able to, to ask Tony Pulis questions in the press conference or go to press conferences. But how have you how have you what do you think of, of how Britta Sambalonga has responded to, to what has clearly been a difficult spell? I mean the thing for example that caught my eye on Tuesday and I, and I know this is only something small, but when Bamford scored and, and Asom Belonga was straight out to join in with that celebration and he was mm. all smiles and mm. you know is that, is that just digging too deep or is that credit to the player for kind of keeping his chin up and keeping smiling what is a difficult time well, we, we, we see we see 10% of, of his week's work don't we so we don't mm. know what he's like on the training pitch we don't know what he's like around the place Um I can't imagine him, you know. I can't imagine him being a, a disruptive and argumentative like that, character. No, no. Um, so I would imagine that he's probably working hard in training, waiting for his chance. Um, 
he will now really, you know, he will now really be thinking that if this if this isn't my chance now to play every week until now at the end of the season, then you know when am I when am I going to play? He seems he seems like he's got a lot of kind of self belief that's on the longer. And if you look at yeah. kind of the adversity that he's had to come through in his career, obviously the the injuries, the obvious one to point out. Um, he has overcome adversity before, and he's always believed that you know in his ability. And I think that that will be the same. It's no kind of surprise that he he's good friends with Patrick, so he's probably delighted for Patrick getting on the score sheet anyway. But I think there'll be, you know, albeit it'll be frustrating for him. I think that the way that Pulis is kind of um, kind of using the stick approach to kind of rile him and get a get a reaction out of him. I think that he'll quietly enjoy that. If, yeah, I, if I was him now, I'd, I'd be saying like, the, the, the strikers that we've got at our disposable from now to the end of the season are all, you know, similar, aren't they? You know, is in you haven't got like a big man like Rudy in there now. They're all sort of similar. So if I was him, I'd be going knocking on on Pulis and saying like, now you know, give me a look, chance. I'm your top scorer. Let let me in. Let me play. This is my chance, and I'll show you. That's what I would. If, you know, as, a, as someone who is confident in themselves. Who wants to play every week? Who wants to score goals? Who lives off scoring goals? That's exactly what I'd be doing. Is bring down Pulis' down and say, "Look, pick me. This is my chance. Let me show you." One, one word answer then: Will it be a Sombolonga or Bamford on Saturday? Sombolonga, I think. Yeah, Brit. I think it'd be Brit. I think had Jack Harrison been a little bit, um, you know, had he played more mm. by now then it would have been a real interesting tussle. Um, mm. But I do think that Borough are, are very short on that left-hand side still. Mm. So Bamford's the least worst option out there. So I think Bamford will start, but I equally think Britt will start as well. If You, you would think that if he was to go Bamford, then he, he, and, 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 uh, unless he does play Harrison, if he doesn't play Harrison, if he doesn't think Harrison's up to speed, then it would be what he did at Cardiff with three midfielders, maybe Housen and Downing Traore playing off. But away to Sunderland's a completely different game than away to Cardiff, isn't it? Mm. Um, which takes us on to Sunderland. You know, obviously, you're talking about kind of a, the shortage of having a Sambalonga and Bamford as the striking options. Or what Chris Coleman would give for that? Because I remember <laughs> when they came up here, they had two teenagers who I think had played two first-team mm, games yeah. between them. Mm. Ashley Fletcher's obviously the main man now. He can't play on Saturday, so they're going to be desperately, desperately yeah. short. Um, it's surely... Got a way win written all over it. It has to, doesn't it? Oh, God. Uh, this yeah. is the typical I mean, borough this. Like, <laughs> if, yes. any, if any noise encapsulates that. We, we, sit, and, we sit on, on, on this podcast and in pubs and, and, what, and we talk, whatever, and, and we talk about football and we talk about playoffs and can we do it? If, if, we, if we can't be going there tomorrow and picking up three points, and you can forget about talking about going up and getting in the playoffs because we should be going and beating these tomorrow without. You know, without any any hesitation or any problem, but no, I would say that derby games are unpredictable. But apparently, it's not a derby. Is it? No, it's so, not a derby. Don't yeah. say it's a derby. It's just a team down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like yeah. playing Hull. Yeah, but um, oh, it'll be a derby. It'll be a derby if they win. Yeah, it'll be an important derby win if they win tomorrow. Well, it won't be long before the Sunderland fans are singing "We Hate Borough." Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. That's often the case. Yeah. Um, Talking of the stadium, like it's been an absolutely miserable place from John. Two mm. wins this season, I think eleven points from a possible forty-eight. Uh, I'd seen um, Nick Barnes, the BBC Newcastle commentator, saying how he thinks the Borough fans and, and the atmosphere they take might actually benefit Sunderland because it'll at least give it a sense of occasion and not just the the kind of atmosphere of fear that, that's, mm. that's crept in there. Um, I mean, if I know this is a case often, but if Borough get the first call, surely it will turn toxic, and, and that should be that. Yeah, it should be. I, I mean, the game plan's got to be exactly what they did to them um, at the beginning of last season in August, where they, I actually thought that 
that that was a, a day, and it was right at the beginning of the Premier League season. But Sunderland were up for that. You know, call it a derby or not, I thought that there was a bit of spice in the air. There was a couple of tackles that went in early on. I expect that tomorrow, but I don't. Know, I, I think that they're there for, they, are, they are there for the taking, aren't they? they? I mean, only Burton have got a worse home record. Mm-hmm. Only Burton. Mm-hmm. I know that Borough on the road have had a couple of sticky afternoons of late, but you'd with Rudy Gestead in the team. Uh, and that uh, style that Borough would have played, I would have had it as a guaranteed away win, um, which sounds very odd considering the whole Gustavus Umbel and the debate. Um, now, I probably still would be very surprised if mm. Borough, with the quality they've got, didn't open up that Sunderland team. Do you know, as soon as I heard them quote off Coleman, I thought it was a strange thing to say, but then John Orr picked, like picked it out, and and you did a piece uh, mm. earlier on it, didn't you, saying that. If, that's, if, they, if, they, if this isn't a derby to them and we are just another game to them then good because guess it is a derby for us mm-hmm. we're, we're reffed up for it you know this is, this is the one away fixture in the season alongside Leeds that as a fan I look for and say that's it that's yeah, the one yeah, that's yeah. the one we want so if we go there tomorrow all guns blazing with a derby feeling yeah. let, them just, let them just think it's another game because they, I think they need to start thinking that games are important yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. I mean every game every single this, and this god cliche alert where is it but every game for them now it's yeah. must win it's must yeah. win territory isn't yeah. it they're in dire straits I understand why Chris Coleman said what he did because if he said right this is the big game this is the derby and they went and lost mm. the misery would have been twofold and it's very difficult to then mm. pick a team up off such an important game but it is a, it is a derby and, and if you ask Ben Gibson what it is he's, he'll say that it matters more than most yeah. um, Stuart Downing will say well, the same just Dale Fry. That, Ben Gibson I remember uh, I was at Rockcliffe last year before the this Christian Stewart game at the stage of my life and Ben Gibson was put up on press duty before the Sunderland game um, and there was four or five you know there was myself there was uh, Scott I think Scott Wilson was there from the Northern Echo and a few mm. national reporters and, um, and and Ben knows that I'm a you know I'm a T-sider I grew up here mm. uh, and and one of the first questions, one of the early questions was, you know, about being not a derby. And, and Gibson, you know, jumped in straight away. It's a derby. It's a derby. Mm. Absolutely. No it? hesitation. It's yeah. a derby, isn't it? And almost turned as though mm. to say, you know, to Borough, for, for those who've grown up here. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, it might not be the derby for mm. Sunderland, but it's still a derby. You can't get away from I was watching an interview with Shuey earlier on. Um, it was after we won at Reading and then Hull midweek. Um, mm-hmm. And then we played Sunderland the following weekend and... Um, and Stewie said, he, he said, you know, we have had two good wins there on the road. He said, but we've got Sunderland on Saturday, and that's what matters to, to me most is beating Sunderland. And he said, and, and Ben will say the same thing. He said, this, this is a derby. It was, and that's what I, I want them going there with that yeah. attitude tomorrow. Because if that gives them 5% exactly, extra, yeah, yeah. if that means I'm, I'm yeah. going to run that tiny bit more, I'm going to put my mm-hmm. foot into that tackle, I'm going to, you know, if there's a little bit more nervous tension in the dressing room beforehand. That all has to be positive, and that's what Pulis and Shuel aren't. Pulis has been around the block, and he, he, you know, he didn't not call it a derby, did he? He said it's a it's a huge game. He knows it, and it screams opportunity because I mean, Borough have got the better of Sunderland. You know, the same of the Indian side of them, don't they? They've won the last five. five but I mean, out of all of the games, this one tomorrow looks like the most nailed on win you've ever I said, seen. I said, I said on earlier on, I'd rather be. I'm more, I'd be more confident playing them. At the stadium like tomorrow, then I will be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who is it a bigger game for? Oh, well, I, I think. Well, but but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not setting the fence there. It's It's obviously huge for both. But if I think it's it's more important probably for Sunderland purely just because I'm looking at I'm looking at that sixth spot for Borough, and um, you're aware that obviously Bristol City are at Cardiff now. 
Bernie said it would be a disaster if Borough drew tomorrow, which I, I understand what he's getting at because they have to win these games to go up. But equally, it's not out of the question that Borough could draw on Saturday, Bristol City could lose at Cardiff and Borough actually have bridged the gap because by one. The top six. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. But even then, it'd be a huge opportunity. Yeah, this. yeah without yeah, a yeah, yeah. well, you know, we've, we've seen that happen. Cardiff was a huge opportunity missed. You know, and all of a sudden you look at the result midweek and a couple of other results, and we're within three points of the playoffs again. So, well, yeah, it's. Well, yeah. I was going to say the championship has that knack of doing that, doesn't it? Because I wasn't at Cardiff, but you know, coming back to work on Monday, and the general feel is, um, and you know, I was with a few of the lads on Saturday, you know, Boris and taking all these big fans, and the general feel was that's it, that, yeah. that's mm-hmm. that. And then, ninety minutes later, and mm-hmm. and you know, a quick look at the fixtures, you suddenly think, well, actually. We're probably yeah. in a, in a we're probably in a better position now. Mm-hmm. We've been in for weeks and weeks in terms yeah. of in terms of the playoff chance. There's been numerous times throughout the season where we've lost and, and people have gone that's it and thrown you know thrown the toys out of the pram and said, but you know look on the other side of Borough one two out of three. Mm. You know we, we go there in I know it's inconsistent. It's win lose win lose lose win win. You know it's very sort of like drippy drabby inconsistent. But you oh, you sometimes almost better doing that than. Than being stuck in a rough, like drawing a load of games like Leeds are, because you get you nowhere. Mm. The fact that Borough are still in the promotion race, bearing in mind, think about the season all the way back to Molyneux and everything that's followed, and the Monk, Bristol City away. It's amazing that Borough are still in yeah. the chance of promotion because it doesn't feel like a promotion season. But equally, I, I do agree that all the rivals are slipping up. It, it screams opportunity, but equally, everyone says there's one team that comes out of nowhere. Now, the narrative has been right, it might be Borough. But Borough can't rest on the laurels there because it might not be. It might be Sheffield United. It might Preston, be a Preston. Brentford. It might be a, a Brentford are coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Borough can't got, wait. We've still got to play quite a lot of teams. Which team? Which team is it that you're looking at then, or teams looking at and thinking they could drop out? I mean, not not to answer the question for you, but I think it's two wins in eight now for Derby, two wins in eleven for Bristol City. Um, mm. Villa are too far gone. They're not going to slip out. Fulham only look to be going one way. Cardiff are going well. Is it just those two teams who could fall out of it? I think so. I actually, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I actually had question marks over Cardiff, but what they've done over, you know, certainly by beating Borough and then going to Ipswich, you know, I should re- shouldn't really have second guessed Warnock really, but I did fancy them to drop out. But no, they're gone. Um, Bristol City are the ones where they're, just, they're, they're sliding and they're at Cardiff on Saturday, they've got a tough running. Um, and, and Derby are the ones where the. Every every year after Christmas they've collapsed, and I watched them on Wednesday, and they were they weren't up to much. I didn't think. Mm. No, I, I don't think that. I mean, what a borough behind Derby, eight points. It's still a big gap, but I don't think that they're home and dry mm. at all. They've got a shocking reputation for being bottle jobs, haven't they? Derby, they've done it how many times? Mm. I mean, I'm looking at it now. I think Wolves are top. And they've we've, won, we've won top. it, haven't they? Even yeah. little slip yeah. aside. Um, I think your top two. I think Villa will get second, personally, mm. and then I, th- I, I, I'm looking at. I think Fulham are guaranteed uh, a playoff position. Cardiff, I think, Cardiff. I think Fulham second for the mm. where they go. But you know, it's it's one of that could go. Yeah. You know, but your top sort of probably four. The four are gone. Uh, aren't they? Uh, uh, Wolves, Fulham, Villa, Cardiff. Yeah. So you're looking at them too. I personally, I still think Derby will, uh, will probably have enough to get a playoff spot, and then it's that sixth position that Bristol City are currently occupying is between. 
Bristol City, Sheffield United, Preston and Borough. It's a four-team league, isn't it, yeah, from now yeah, and then? Yeah, bearing yeah. in mind that Borough have Bristol City come at the Riverside, they've got to go to Bramall Lane, they've got to go to Brentford as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, that little mini-league there yeah. is, you know, that, that trip to Brentford, for example, Massive, I yeah. think is huge. They're more in them. And a then, few weeks ago, Tony Pulis said, didn't he, that... that Brentford, he, sorry, yeah, I would probably put that, I missed them out of that little yeah. back there as well, yeah. Brentford. Mm-hmm. So Tony Pulis said a few weeks back, didn't he, that other teams will be giving Borough no chance in hell or, or not a hope in hell whatever it was he, he'd said um, you know you look at the table you look at the squad Borough have got you look at what every single manager has said about Borough this season for those up there Bristol City Sheffield United knows Borough will still be well in their thoughts without a shadow of a doubt they don't want Borough breathing down the necks I remember I remember speaking to Danny Hittenbottom as early as I think it was like November December when Monk was still in charge obviously he does a lot of the championship for, for Sky Sports and he said that out of all the teams that are out, outside the top six at the minute the one team that they won't want is Middlesbrough with that squad having got promoted with the bulk of the squad being the, the spine of the promotion squad before um, they're the ones that the, you know, Bristol City will not want Borough breathing down there next mm. Bristol City I can understand the, if there's an argument of how it's a bit of a free hit for them but you ask the fans because the fans have been giving Lee Johnson a, you know, pelters in recent weeks because they're dropping um, they might be sixth but the pressure is certainly on Bristol City bearing in mind that they were like talk being talked about as top two five mm. weeks ago mm. I think since that semi-final against Man City they can't buy one can they yeah. but it's all, it all comes down to Borough doesn't it I mean if Borough you know there's no excuses now looking at the table now and the fixtures now I remember me and you looked in the office didn't we this week Dom and we thought Boris running is actually very good yeah. like very good you probably only look in at you know Brentford away will be tricky Sheffield away Derby away but the rest I mean the teams that are welcoming to the Riverside good running if Borough don't get up from this position they only have themselves to blame, don't they? Yeah. I mean, Borough's record against, you know, you look at the games coming up, uh, Hull were dreadful, weren't they, on Tuesday night. Uh, Sunderland, what we've seen so far, are dreadful. Um, they've got Birmingham to come, they've got Barnsley to come. Now, they're all opportunities. Leeds are in a bit of a sticky slide. They're, they're poor teams. You have got some, some big games to come, obviously, after that. Who, who are the best teams? You, if you know, who are the three standout teams you've seen so far this season? Because the, the team, obviously, Wolves on the first day of the season, but I think... Borough caught them too early for us yeah, to try to judge. Them, so yeah. Preston, the team that springs to mind for me, I thought they were excellent both right. times. Borough played them. Mm. I think Borough, Borough are fortunate to have picked up four points from that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I remember certainly first half at Deepdale, um, I thought that Preston was good as. as Fulham were very good, weren't they, at Craven Cottage? Mm. Yeah, Fulham at Craven Cottage, they just lacked a striker, which they've now got. Um, and then I did actually think Brentford were decent when they were up here, albeit they were pretty close to the relegation mm. zone at that point. Um, but not, 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 at no point this year have, have you walked away from the ground thinking like, you know, we're, we're a million miles yeah. away from that. No, Borough no, no. no, well, Now in isolation you've looked and thought, this Borough team surely can't be good enough to go up. Mm. But when you compare them against other teams, there's no one really. And Wolves, yeah, obviously the league table is what it is. They're, they are miles ahead. But like I say, we saw them on the first day of the season when you're a Daniel Ayala slip away from getting what yeah. being a very good point. Yeah, right? and Martin, that Martin, just, I always remember that Martin Braithwaite Ed was well just before our time, which could have, could have set the tone. But I mean, you know, that day, that day at Molyneux, I thought, I don't think Wolves deserve to win the game. I don't yeah. think, I, I didn't walk away going, God, they're going to be up there. You know, so I know it's the first game of the season. Look, I, I think in that pack, you can go one to maybe 11 and they're all probably as good as each other, aren't they? I think really, Borough, on the day. Borough have, still for me, and even anyone in the top half they have the one game changer in Triori yeah. no one else has a Triori mm-hmm. and it's, if they can get you know, if they can keep his performances mm-hmm. up between now and May then I'm certain that Borough mm-hmm. will be there because 
he's the weapon that, that everyone wants that no one's got and actually I think he's been woefully underused this season certainly in the Monk regime how, how are Dama Traore and, and Ryan Shotton for that matter as well at the time how Gary Monk will have watched training day in day out and thought that Traore can't be in the starting 11 mm. I'll never know he must be licking his lips back tomorrow mustn't he or did he make a general share I mean, there's someone left back. You know, you're watching, you're preparing, and, and surely, you know, we were talking earlier about how Chris Coleman's game plan will have changed, and we wondered whether Tony Pulis's decision to put his press conference back to one o'clock on the afternoon instead of the morning mm. was that something to do with Gisted and the fact he didn't want to give Coleman too much of an opportunity? Might might be absolutely nothing, as you said. You know, mm. football's a village, isn't it? And Coleman may well have found out beforehand. Um, but you would imagine that Coleman had been preparing for, for Rudy Gisted, but mm. also the game plan, as you found out when you spoke to Daniel Fark at Norwich General for yep. opposition teams at the minute, is purely around trying to stop Traore. If you yeah. stop Traore, you've got a half decent chance against Borough. And that's where, for me, Harrison then comes in because that at Cardiff, that was what was missing. Traore will have off days. I, you know, I still thought he was Borough's best player then, but he will get marshalled well now and then but what Borough need is, is that other one on the other flank then yeah. to really stretch it and oh, it's a pitch out Harrison there. might be the one I'd, I'd love to see him at the stadium at like, uh, you know, we've seen seven minutes of him and I was impressed in seven minutes I was mm. very you know, don't want to go over old ground but I was amazed that he didn't come off the bench on, on Tuesday with the game mm. one I thought that was a perfect opportunity for him to get minutes mm. but he's the one where you know, if he can get up to speed it could be the game changer did you make of Harrison I, mean, I know it's five, six, seven minutes at Cardiff yeah, I yeah. thought he looked lively thought he looked good um, I thought that he, he carried the ball well that run that he went on was, was, was good um, it looks like he's got a trick so I, I want to see more of him you know I mean, I, we haven't really been, been given any indications to how close he is all we know is he hasn't played much football he's in pre-season he'll play when he's ready you know mm-hmm. but how far off is he? Well, we have actually touched upon that. Might well be next season, might it? Yeah. Because made it very clear early mm. doors to me that they're looking again. If, if Borough, I think tomorrow is. If you're going to play, I think tomorrow is probably the perfect opportunity to do it because I would like to think that Borough can get a grip of the game where we're not going to really be doing that much defending, and you can just say, right, just go and go and do what you can do, like you do with more message. You know, mm. message came off after an hour. Can Harrison go and do an hour tomorrow? Um, and let's let's see what you know. Let's in in a game where we're probably going to be having a lot of the ball and attacking more tomorrow. You know, I, 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 maybe. What would you do, central midfield tomorrow? Uh, if you're going with two, I'd go Bessic and I'd go Ledbetter for the Sunderland factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sweep. for that first fifty-fifty with Catamol. Yeah, well, sweep. Who'll get the first yellow tomorrow? Catamol, Bessic, or Ledbetter? <laughs> and, and, and after how long? <laughs> I, I'm going. I'm going. Catamol, less than fifteen minutes. I think I'm gonna go for Shotton. You know, I reckon Shotton's got. A, we were saying, who do we think's the? Uh, well, the Sunderland left back. The real <laughs> thirty seconds. Yeah. The yeah. Who's the real yeah. hard man? Shotton. I mean, um, I, I think what, what's interesting is he's played. He's played a game and a half, but Bessic is, is nailed on and he's looked good, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. He, he moves across. I'm very impressed with the way he moves across the pitch. He's got a good motor. He passes the ball well. He passes it crisp. So he's probably sort of come in now and is your number one centre midfielder. It's tough for Ledbetter and Housen to battle that out. I mean, Ledbetter played on Tuesday. He, I don't, like you, you said a couple of weeks ago, John, I don't think Pulis has dropped Ledbetter when he's been available, has he? Has he not? I, I can't, can't really remember, remember Ledbetter he dropped Housen for Norwich, didn't he? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was Bessic and Ledbetter tomorrow, which I don't have a problem with. You know, Grant will be up for that. I think long term Housen will get back in that team. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. I think and, Adam, he... and Adam Clayton? 
Mm. He's, he's got to keep hold of yeah. it because well, without, 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 without doing him a disservice, yeah. um, he's, he's clearly in Tony Pulis's thoughts as, yeah. as a substitute as the Reaver was often used in the yeah, early yeah. days of McLaren. You yeah, know, yeah, he, yeah. he tends to be his go-to man. Oh, now, we know Clayton can offer so much more than that, so mm. that's not, like I say, to do him a disservice. But at the minute, that's the role he's playing, isn't mm. it? And it'd be interesting, now Gusted is out, would that mean Lewis Baker takes his place in the 18, do you mm. think? Because we saw him move up to the bench, didn't we, at the weekend, and... And that's been the mystery this season, really. Because I don't think that he looked terrible by any stretch of the imagination when he played. Um, will he still have a role to play? In? Yeah. That would be interesting. Oh, then we'll finish with predictions. Nil-nil. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, uh, Boris started life without no, Rudy Gasset with a nil-nil. Do you know what? We, we, in reality, really, we should be going there and, and, and winning the game comfortably, but... That's not what Borough do, is it? So I'm, I'm going to go for a, a nervy 1-0 win. Goal scorer? Um, Triori. I, I look and say, have Sunderland got the weapons to hurt Borough based on what we've seen? And I don't think they do. So I, Borough will win to nil. It'll probably be tight. I think it might be 1-0. I'm going to go 2-0. Yeah. 2-0 across the board first all that's good yeah. so yeah. we'll all be very disappointed by 5 p.m. on Saturday yeah. 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 we'll yeah. go on down after 5 minutes <laughs> thank you fellas enjoy the game and enjoy the weekend take care